Welcome to another episode of the Double Coma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Walmart said no. That's what happened. Yesterday, Walmart came out and said, no more. I'm not paying suppliers anymore. That is good news for you. So I'm just giving you a little tip on where you might want to shop this holiday season. Well, that is resonating in today's producer price index. It's one of the inflation metrics that we watch. So we had good news on the CPI on Thursday, and of course, blasted it out on social, sent out a text, trying to make sure that everybody knew that we saw a little bounce in rates due to inflation dropping. And of course, the question is, is, is this the new trend? Has inflation hit the top? Now, no singular report makes a trend, but we're seeing a trend when it comes to October data. So this is really good. We just got our second inflation report out this morning, PPI, Producers Price Index. Now that is really looking at what is the cost of wholesale, right? So if I'm selling goods, say to a Walmart, that would be measured in PPI. It's going to be affected by cash freight index, which is measuring the cost of shipping. So I have cash freight index, which tells me is shipping coming up or down. That report came out as well. I've got producer's price index that shows me the wholesale price of things. And then I have CPI, which we had on Thursday, which really shows the price that say a Walmart, since we're talking about them, puts the price sticker on their goods and sells it to you, the consumer. Now, there's also another inflation metric called PCE, and that's the Fed's preferred measure of inflation. It takes a little bit more of a business focus of the same thing. So what's the cost of providing health care to an entire organization versus what's the cost of my personal deductibles, my health care, my out-of-pocket costs? So my out-of-pocket costs is going to be more heavily reflected in CPI. My personal household expenses, more heavily weighted in CPI, more of a overall expense to the economy is going to be seen more in the PCE. So you've got several indicators here that you're kind of like going, do I care about all of this? It's like alphabet soup, right? And I get that, but I care, <laughs> I care a lot because this is the telltales on where we're headed for inflation as we determine what is the cost of everything and then based on what is the cost of everything what is the cost to borrow and that cost to borrow is what the fed is talking about so much right now because they're raising the fed rate and already two members of the fed have come out saying that maybe we can loosen up the extreme 75 bips that we've been doing on multiple occasions, maybe we don't need to go as hard as fast. Maybe, just maybe, Brainerd came out saying that we can slow it down a little. Now, she didn't say pause and she didn't say stop, but it does go to the idea that we'll see a 50 bip increase in the Fed rate at this next meeting in December, late November, early December. What am I talking about there? 
your HELOCs are still going up. Your credit card interest rates are still going up. Your car loan interest rates are still going up. The cost of borrowing, of a business borrowing funds is still going up. Trying to slow down the spending that Americans and businesses are doing to inflict pain, right? We talked about this, that the Fed is trying to inflict pain. The Fed is trying to slow the roll, to just slow down demand, slow down buying, and allow supply chains to catch back up again. But we're seeing supply chains catch back up again. So that's what's so relevant about this morning's data. And that's what I wanted to talk about so that you understand why this report is the next step of a series of information that we need to acquire to determine if we're at the top. Because no singular report gives us a trend. No singular month tells the story. So the October story is coming out that the cost of things are slowing down. Now we need to see November tell the similar story and December tell a similar story. The cost of everything is just not going to drop like a rock, but it's going to slowly get there where the cost of the things that we experience at the gas station, at the grocery store are going to start coming back to earth, right? So let me point out a couple of things. So the case freight index, which is the cost of shipping, shippers have already said that they expect to realize a benefit in lower costs early 2023. So we're seeing these indexes that some of the things that's costing them, like the cost of gas is less, right? So some of their expenses are less. They're expecting that cost to then be passed on to the wholesalers, which will be measured in the PPI early 2023. Again, nothing happens overnight. But check out this drop. We saw 4.9% drop month over month, which dropped the annual percentage from 21% in September to 11% in October. Now that's a big drop given where we had been because we had seen it much higher than that even, upwards of 21%. So to see that kind of annual growth coming down tells you that the shippers are going to start passing on lower costs to the producers and the wholesalers. And those wholesalers, we saw the PPI came out this morning and it dropped from an 8.4% annualized to an 8% annualized. It was expected to come out at 8.3. The month over month was only 0.2% and that was expected to be 0.4. So all of that is showing that the slowing down, right? The annual is coming down because the month over month increase is slowing down. So the shipping is costing a little bit less. The cost of shipping, of getting the products from the ports to the fact or to the warehouses, that shipping cost is costing less. The, the wholesalers, their cost of goods, their cost of acquiring that product to then turn into the consumer-based product. So that wholesale uh, price is coming down. We saw on Thursday's report, the CPI came down. It was expected to have a month over month of double what it actually had. So we had, or not quite double, we had a 0.3% increase month over month. It was expected to be 0.5. Last month and last year was the same number at 0.6. All of that to say that's the month over month core inflation. What does that mean? Core strips out food and gas, and it just looks at the cost of the holistic, because 
the Fed can't control the things that, you know, we can't control the fact that because of the international distress, right, we can't control the cost of all the food that's coming over the cost of wheat and corn because of Russia and oil. We can't control the cost of fuel and energy. So because of some of those aspects, we can't control the cost of food and gas and energy. So there's headline and core. And I don't want to go too deep into this, but it simply says that the Fed is looking at core. They are stripping out food and energy, and they're simply looking at what is the, the girth of the cost of things that we can control by raising the Fed rate, slowing down demand, allowing supply to catch mm -hmm. up, and then allowing prices to drop and recover because of the balance of supply and demand. That's it. That's what it comes down to, is the balance of supply and demand, right? So as we hit that, we're already seeing supply having more in stock. We're seeing more product on the shelves. We're seeing wholesalers have more in the warehouses. We're seeing the opportunities to get that shipment out to the, to the end consumer through the stores, right? So if we've got this drops in all of these inflationary numbers, whether the PPI, the case rate, the CPI, and then later this month, we're gonna see the PCE, which is the Fed's measure of inflation, this is the beginning of a shift. Now, we need two months to actually see a trend, but this is the beginning. So continue to watch as it allows for not just mortgage rates. I mean, of course, I'm hyper-focused on mortgage rates, but it's not just mortgage rates. It's the cost of all things that Americans are buying. It's also the ability, because we're seeing more layoffs Amazon just announced that they're laying off 10,000 employees. We saw that Meta just released 11 or laid off 11,000 employees. Before that, we were seeing Salesforce and real estate companies, mortgage companies shutting down or merging. We've been seeing this big time in the tech companies. So we are starting to see more of this. And as we're seeing the layoffs, as people right size, as there's a supply and demand based on the current markets, we will see the temperature calming. We will push through a recession. During the recession, we will see interest rates and the cost of things come down and be able to have a strong economy to pull us out of the recession quickly. That's the key. This recession is so different than 2008. So different because Americans are stable. The value and the equity that we have in our homes is abundant. Even if it comes down slightly, based on our expectation of our equity over the last two years, we are still strong in equity. We're strong in savings. Many of us, many of us still have jobs. There's still job openings. GDP is expected to be positive this fourth quarter, which says that the economy is still churning and people are still buying. All of these things weigh towards a strong economy, which is where I'm gonna land this plane also lands to a very strong real estate market. If you're considering buying, I will tell you all the things that we just talked about with the cost of things coming down and with inflation starting to come down, which will also mean interest rates will start to come down. When interest rates start to come down, this pent up demand that has been sitting on the sidelines, either locked out of homes for the last two years 
or based in fear over the last quarter will return to their purchase activities. We have the largest number of the age group looking to purchase a home, whether it's a very first time home buyer or the move up buyer. That range, our largest age right now is 31 years old. That range of first time home buyer to first time move up buyer is massive. Here's my two cents. If you wait until spring and summer and fall to purchase, when you get home prices at their bottom and interest rates coming down, you will then find yourself back into a position where you have competition, raising home prices and making it harder to get in. I have so many clients right now looking to purchase. My sons are looking to purchase. My sales manager is looking investment to purchase. I just sat down with two different clients yesterday looking to purchase investment properties. They know that the opportunities that they have today, whether it's reduced prices, everything fixed on an inspection report, a 321 or a 2-1 buy down, the opportunities today as a buyer are only somewhat degraded by the fact that interest rates are high because that is a temporary state, one by which we can refinance you out of when rates do drop down after inflation continues its progress. It's not a trend yet but it's really good news. Well, that's a wrap for today. Nicole Ruth with the Ruth team. I hope you guys have a fantastic Tuesday. Stay warm, stay dry. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.